And you're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio with guest number 586 for Wednesday, March 22nd, 2016. Tonight, brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We're going to have a big show for you tonight. We've got a full crew. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you stick around. It's going to be awesome. Joining us this week, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. Todd, Mr. JCW Pearson. Todd, Mr. J. Jesus. Is that what it's going? Is that what's oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the GP, but I seriously haven't driven it in a week. Yeah, okay. Uh, joining us as well, the Good River and the Chief Mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Chad, say hi. Hello. Rest in peace, Rob Ford. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right, and, uh, and, and and also, as a treat, uh, Mr. Gabe Bridger from uh, Motoring File and Bimmer File and all the other files.com. Gabe, say hello. It's it. Yeah. Uh, hello, and uh, glad to be on the show. Yeah. We have talked to Gabe since Vegas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. Uh, I think it was Vegas. That was right. Last time you were on the show was late January. Was well, yeah, early January. So it's been a while. So it's nice to yeah, have you right. on, sir. Nice as always. We're here talking about Mini Cooper stuff and um, most and other things. Todd's car, among those things, uh, like we like to do. Um, and on a Wednesday night, thanks for sticking around, guys. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed last week's show. I thought last week's show was amazing. You guys left a ton of comments. Lots of lots of uh, comments and over on Facebook and over on the White Refredo page. Super awesome. Um, if you have any more of those questions, you know. Just go ahead and leave them in the show notes. We'll keep answering your questions as they come up. And I believe I probably okay. single-handedly sold at least three JCWs last week. Yeah, nice. And I single-handedly sold a 78 Jeep CJ7 this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. With no air conditioning. With no AC because it's a Jeep. Can I uh, – so, so I, I say, can I – something? Yeah. Uh, I did not listen to last week's show. Okay. Sounds like I missed a lot. Sounds like I – need to go back and listen to last week's show. You go you, back. If you miss Wolfcast number 585, by all means, you should go back. It's in the feed. It should be in your podcast program of choice. So, so Gabe, really quickly, while mm-hmm. DB does the uh, our first sponsor spot, go back and listen to it, and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, it's, only, it's only 45 minutes. You got like 15 seconds. Sponsor spots go really long now, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. There's so many new things. No, yes. Really quick before we get started, uh, we do have sponsors we need to take care of. Like I said, we're going to do some news from Motoring File. We're going to talk about a few other things that Todd's uh, been really bugging Todd about. Um, but just in case you live under a rock uh, or have been completely away from the internet for the last week and a half, uh, MTTS registration is now officially open. So if you're one that wants to do that or any part of that, make sure you get yourself over to the uh, Me Take States website to get yourself signed up. If you're going the whole way, it's uh, 70 bucks this time around. I 75 a person. 75 a person to go the whole way. Pretty yep. good deal. Yep. Go check it out. Anyway, that is that. But before we get started with the rest of the stuff, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof. And I want to remind you guys about OutMotoring.com. And I want to remind you to sign up for the OutMotoring.com newsletter because had you signed up for the OutMotoring.com newsletter, you would know that OutMotoring is now selling BBS wheels. Some really nice ones. Super, super what? nice. Yes. Really? You would find out that OutMotoring is now doing free ground shipping on most orders over $195. So, for example... That's insane. If you were to buy yourself a set of these fine BBS wheels, you'd get them shipped for free. You know, BBS made some of the original mini wheels back in the early 2000s. Early, yeah, they did. Uh, I Don't they still? They still might. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. BBS is a, a, a pretty large supplier. Yeah. Uh, 
to BMW. So that's why yeah. I, I, I said that. I, I, I would assume that they're made, like they're still wheels made by BBS or BBS's parent company or a subsidiary of BBS. There you sure. go. Sure. Um, had you gotten this email, you would also have your uh, 5% discount code. So any order that you placed on outmotoring.com, you'd save 5%. And if you ordered more than $195 worth of stuff, you'd get free shipping. So we're winning, 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 right? You would find a link to the new products page where Aaron's adding over 200 products each month. Every month. That's insane. Not, He's like the Amazon of mini parts. The Amazon of mini Cooper stuff. You would also find links to get out motoring swag. These out motoring shirts are pretty dope. I actually need to order one of those for Southwest Mini Fest. Um, um, kits to fix your headlights. If you've got an R50 or an R53 and your headlights are starting to glaze over, yeah. He's got the kit to hook you up. Uh, the little rim blades to cover the damage, the, the curb rash on your rims, the colored rim blades, those are super awesome. You would have found that. You would have found out how to order an outmotoring club, uh, mini club sponsor kit, which, by the way, is free for you club people. It's like a, it's like a nice little swag. Yeah. He like, yo, you're a club. You know, some stickers and stuff down at an event here. And if you ask him nice, he'll like help you support your club in other ways. I'm just saying, not only that, you'd find a link to the blog and a whole bunch more. And this is new also to the Outmotoring newsletter. I want you guys to, when you do get it, make sure you scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can actually update preferences and you'll be able to get, Aaron's going to start sending out emails that are uh, mini specific. So like if you have a R56 Cooper, you'll get stuff that relates to your car. So you won't see like the weird JCW or giant turbo parts and stuff like that because you can't put those on your car, but you get all the other neat things. Super duper awesome. All this over outmotoring.com. Like we already mentioned, he is the uh, Amazon of Mini Cooper parts. It's like a giant Mini Cooper parts superstore. Not only all this, but a full line of car care products, tools, DIY stuff. All the things that you want as a Mini Cooper owner and enthusiast are available for you over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. That's, uh, yeah, we'll say outmotoring.com. Mini performance speed and um, headlight polish. Outmotoring.com. Which, by the way, works really well. Yes. Although, you know what, not to talk bad about the kit that's in this email, and I don't know what kit he actually sells, the best kit that I've seen so far and used was the 3M kit, and you yes. need a drill, yep. and it yep. comes with all the different layers of pads and instructions and different compounds, to, so you have to yep. just like step it down, but when you're done, like new, yep. and it lasts yeah. way longer than anything else. Yep. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I use that on my uh, 98 uh, 3 Series recently, Nine. my, my winter beater. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, headlights yeah. look brand new. They look brand and, new, and as a bonus, it takes paint off of metal, <laughs> oh, nice. uh, like you wouldn't believe. If you want, if you were to want to do such a thing, if you were, if you were to want to do that, Gabe, it's called masking. It's called masking tape around the. Around oh, the oh, 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 I masked it. I masked it. It was all masked. That's not Blue even painter's a, tape. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's exactly what I used. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, all that, outmotoring.com. You'd be yeah. so kind. And, and by the way, don't use the largest drill you have <laughs> for this type don't of use a ham, know, Don't use a hammer drill. drill. No. no. Don't don't use the one that you plug into a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use the one with the battery. <laughs> that's with, that you got with, one of those, with one of those things that, you, that, that actually juts out the side. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> know? Yeah. <laughs> No, you want Don't the one that, that you got one. Target that you that you use to put together IKEA furniture. That's yeah. as much drill as you need. Yeah, for little, little guy. Yeah, yeah, the one that you used to put little together your IKEA stuff. Because that's why I have yep. that's why I have this red drill, so little red, black, and decker I got for thirty bucks at Target. It's to <laughs> okay. assemble IKEA stuff. I can assemble an IKEA chair in less than five minutes. Maintenance. Too. You're like a you're like a NASCAR pit crew, DB. I'm like NASCAR pit crew for <laughs> IKEA, IKEA furniture. furniture. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Oh my god. Something like that. Okay, let's get this party started. Maestro, if you please. Boom. We actually do have some news this week, and I think the biggest news, and this actually broke in the last couple of days, um, is that the IIHS, which is the uh, Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, yes, this is basically a, a big deal. Um, this, the IIHS named the 2016 Mini Cooper Hardtop. Uh, at the top of its basically top of its class, like it gave it its best rating for crash. It gave it the rating of top safety pick plus. And if you poke around Facebook, there was a video floating around of a side uh, crash, getting the side crash, a side impact crash test thing going on. Yeah. And I have to say, I watched it. I was impressed. It it looked like it did really well. And this is a really this, good. Yeah. This is an upgrade from the 2014 and 2015 because. If you remember right, and the 2014 that we have here in this household had to be taken in for the upgraded rear passenger compartment. There was right. an actual actual recall. It was one of the uh, <clears throat> five recalls in, on this car. Uh, it and, happens. It yeah, happens. It, it happens. But anyway, it was one of the recalls, and they basically put some chunks of foam in the side. And so anyway, for 2016, Mini redesigned some things in the side, especially the rear compartment, and got the coveted highest uh, uh, rating for this. And I think it's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal, and I think there's a lot of folks out there, and there's there's a lot of press out there that's that's talked smack about small cars and talked. And I, there's been some, some no, stuff around the Mini as well. Yeah, cracks me up that that hasn't been uh, so you know. ideal. Uh, if I stop at Circle K to get, you know, a quarter of Ben and Jerry, some somebody with no teeth and very and driving a really old Ford F one fifty pickup truck that'll fold in half if they hit a curb stop too hard too fast, invariably says, Oh, they can't be safe. Yeah. Happens every time. Safest car in its class. And and hopefully this is one of the many things that I think will will help boost sales that are that seem to be lagging a little bit for the year, but you know, I uh who knows? There you go. And have we have we talked about? I mean, you know, that's that's a good point. And I think uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about sales yes. just in general. But uh, you know, I think I think that uh, this will help um, as as would dramatic increases in gas prices. Yeah, I think whenever this is historic for 13. Oh, here goes here goes Gabe on cheap gas again. Watch well, out! Well, uh, but no, his, I, you can you can actually you actually have data now, not just theories. The data behind this for the last 13 years that the Mini's been on the market, 14 years really, um, 14 model years that Mini's been on the market, sales do go inverse of gas prices, which means the higher price mm -hmm. gas is, the better Mini sales. And that mm -hmm. goes true for not just for Minis, but for most small cars. And people, they get this mindset of, crap, I got to pay $5 a gallon for gas. I need something that gets good gas mileage. You know, mm -hmm. whether they're going to trade an existing car in, if that makes sense or not, that's a whole other argument. But if you're in the position to buy a car, that's at the forefront of your mind because you're like, crap, gas is $5 a gallon. Right now, it's less mm -hmm. than $2 a gallon. It is the last thing on people's mind. They want something mm -hmm. comfortable. They're buying, that's why SUVs and, you know, large car sales are going through the roof right now. So, good point. Yeah, there. no, it's true. I mean, think about, you know, Chrysler's doubling down on jeeps and suvs because they don't see it ending anytime soon the, you know the the gas prices and i, I think it's so it's got to be pretty scary for many really yeah it's well 
It's interesting, and I think um, I read an article. Alex forwarded this to me, and hope we're going to have Alex back next week. He's been traveling a whole lot lately. He's still with us, um, but he forwarded an article to me last week about mini sales and somebody who's been watching it and not just looking at the last month sales, but looking at like five month and six month trends for the mm-hmm. car maker. And their attitude was their basic conclusion was that Mini needs to start marketing itself as a car that, while you might think it's small, it's much bigger than you think it is, especially on the inside and comfort-wise. And I think that's g- a genius idea for Mini, and they're they're kind of trying to do that with the Clubman. I mean, mm-hmm. when you go yeah. look at that car, it looks much bigger. You don't look at a Clubman and go, oh, that's a tiny car. That can't be safe. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because it's mm-hmm. it's the same size as a GTI. Heck, it's damn near as long as a uh, a Honda CRV. I mean, it's it's not that yeah. big, but uh, I think from a marketing standpoint, at least in this mark, the car market now, that might be mm-hmm. something to go after. Is to go. You might think this is a small car. It's it's mighty. You know, once again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, there's a whole segment of me updating you guys on my experience with the club and since i've had it for about four thousand miles now but uh i'll, I'll save that for the appropriate time we can actually say i would agree we can swing right into that now we can talk about new the new car segment actually before we do gabe i need to do from uh, this i should have done this at the very top of the show from, mm, from the, department the, de- corrections. the department of corrections and clarifications Uh-oh. so gabe you since you didn't hear last week's show you would have blown a gasket and you would have said how and i know better in in retrospect, I know better than to have let these words go out of my mouth. But in but uh, in your defense, Todd was duped by a typo. Well, I don't know if it's a typo, but basically, I was reading from the manual, Gabe, in the 2016 JC. You know, I I just picked up a a 2016 JCW, and mm-hmm. in the manual and weights and measures, in the back, mm-hmm. it lists the gross vehicle weight of this car as mm-hmm. 3,780 pounds. That's wrong. <laughs> and yeah, I go that, 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 that's wrong that's wrong by 700 pounds right right and so and I'll tell you why in a second but anyway on last week's show I was completely wrong I misstated that that was the weight of the car and I said that's a thousand pounds you knew better I know Come I, on, I know that's what I'm saying I knew better than this but I basically said that's a thousand pounds more than the GP weighs okay mm-hmm. well here's the thing what, how, what they're doing in manuals now is that listing that weight and I took a picture of it it's on Twitter, it's gross. on Facebook. What it's, was it? It was, it was gross vehicle weight. It says approved gross vehicle weight. Okay? That's like when they say an over-the-road truck, the GVW, the gross vehicle weight, is 40,000 pounds. That includes a full load in the, in the trailer. Correct. Oh, that is what it can carry. Yes. This 3,700-pound listing in the mini manual, in the back of the manual for a JCW manual transmission is for a car with four people, luggage, and a full tank of gas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and they're probably four Japanese people because, you know. No, <laughs> no, they actually, no, that's that's American, and they actually do average American, typically they do average American male, which is like 160-something, so it's not, but yeah, maybe to, even more now. To clarify. So they, they're, they're pretty, yeah. they're the up and up. Yeah, to clarify, the actual... The what I used to refer to as curb weight of the car, which is the empty weight of the just the car itself, is around twenty eight hundred pounds. It's really about two hundred and forty pounds heavier than the GP from ten years prior. And you know that it's pound for pound, it's actually lighter than the R fifty three. If you were to take away 
the new safety measures and the increased yeah. uh, equipment levels, it's yeah. actually lighter and than the R53. Here's the crazy thing to think about too, and I've always said this about all minis from the from the very early ones. The weight that they list these cars is an average. They take an average amount of equipment, and most minis have sunroof, uh, in a, a sunroof in the car, which really That's adds right. a couple hundred pounds to it. So technically, yeah. this car weighs. I think it's like 160 or something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's up there. That glass and the tray and the reinforcement in the in the roof itself mm-hmm. is pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. that being said, the whole point of it was that I said, finally, I've driven a mini that's faster than my GP, and it is mm. n- noticeably faster <laughs> than my GP. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been telling you that. <laughs> it's amazing. I know. It's funny. We joked about it on the show last week. I said, I wish Gabe was here because I am finally eating my words that um, you were right. The new JCW is ridiculously fast. It's And it and it, it sounds amazing. And I mean, and you I, know, sorry, but some of that's not technically real, but it just sounds awesome. Well, what the real thing is, is J- Gabe, you know, I put the JCW Pro exhaust on it. So I went overkill. It it had a JCW oh, yeah. exhaust on there, and I put the Bluetooth. The, the exhaust that came with, yeah, yeah. They call it the JCW. Yeah, that's Pro. awesome. I I I love that thing. I mean, I went to I, I spent uh, I think I think it had about a thousand miles in in that car mm-hmm. uh, in a car similar to that last year, um, last fall, heading up from New York to to Vermont, and and uh, I, unbelievable, man. I just it's just addicting, so addicting. The the real issue with that setup is the fact that. You have this stupid, big, freaking thing that you have to connect your. You have it on your either key ring, which is insane because it's like you can't put it in your pocket. It's you mean so the Bluetooth controller? Big, or you keep it in your car, but it doesn't go anywhere because Mini doesn't have anywhere to put anything anyway. There's not enough space to put it anywhere, and it's it's just super frustrating. It, needs it actually to be one fifth the size. Well, what it what I've done with mine, and this is I think it worked really well for me so far after driving it for a week and a half, is it's got a like a little leather loop strap on it, okay? Right. right. And since I, all of my toggles are not full, I've got the two end toggles are empty, so I go all the way to uh, the, the end toggle ring and I loop it through that ring and it hangs there. Good idea. And so you just reach down and tap it. Now, I really wish that there was a way to leave it on in track mode all the time, but there's not. Every time you shut the car off, it shuts yep. it down and you have to start it up again. Here's what's really interesting, though. You know, I've got auto start stop in this car. So oh, when I come to a stoplight and the car shuts down, I was thinking, oh, no, is it going to shut the exhaust off? No, the car is smart enough. It leaves the exhaust open. So they yes. were, yeah, they were smart yes, enough it does. to do that. But I mean, it, it better. Like if it didn't do that, right. you'd be like, "What the hell were they even thinking?" Exactly. Like you're telling me I have to hit the damn button every single time, <laughs> and hit it and hit it twice too. You have to double click to get it to pop open. Right. It. So I, I agree. I think it would be nice uh, to make that a default auto stop start. Obviously, you can do that with. You can turn it on or off, and right. it retains that. Um, I agree. I definitely agree. I think it's if they if they really did. Did it right, and I know this would have been a lot more money and involved more teams, but they would have actually integrated it with the software in the car. So, with you know, number one, you could have set it so it could come on with sport mode automatically, right? Or you could independently set it within sport itself. Well, you have to find if it comes on or comes off. Here's the other thing, too is anybody out there who's got this feature to get the most out of the exhaust feature. You have to, one, put the car in sport mode, which should be default for anyone who likes driving. 
right? So click it over into sport mode. Two, yeah, you I don't use sport mode at all because I have to turn it on every time I get in the car, and that's just a pain in the ass. It is, and that's a, I think that's a fault of Mini because Volkswagen, for example, you get in the GTI and you put the car in sport mode, it stays, it figures, you know what you're doing. It stays in sport mode as many times as you get out of the car and get back in until you decide to take it out of sport mode. That is the way sport mode should run. BMW does it wrong. Mini does it wrong. I'm saying it now. So I think one of the things that um, I, I was always told or sort of it was insinuated is that there's some there is some difference in sport mode or there is in some vehicles with BMW in its efficiency settings. Yeah. And because of that, they've tried to be consistent with all vehicles in the way they work. So that you have even to. though I don't think there's any efficiency differences between what Mini does uh, in sport mode. Uh, and non-sport mode. That's well, been my guess. I, I agree, though. It is really annoying. Well, back to my point. So in my car and, and this, to get the most out of the exhaust, the JCB Pro exhaust, you have to put it in sport mode, and you also have to turn on dynamic traction control. And by that's one push on the DSC button. And this confuses people, and I've said this over and over again. You push on it once, and the DSC off light comes on. That light, if you read in your manual, is, double, is a double meeting which means if you hold it down for five seconds, it turns DSC completely off. If you just click it once, it turns dynamic traction control on, which basically right. makes your JCW Pro exhaust even louder. It makes the back popping. Uh, so does, it, does it really make it louder? It does. We've done, many te we've done tests on multiple cars with this, and it is much louder, the backfiring, uh, with the dynamic traction control on. I have no idea why. But the uh, so I played, I played with it. My car that I had uh, was an automatic, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. I mean, I'm, you know. Uh, whatever, but um, yeah. So I, I, that's interesting. I, I, I definitely, I, I don't doubt it. It's just interesting. So you know how when you turn on, you guys ready, ready for a story about uh, yes. DTC and yes. lights? Yeah, sure. It's, it's a, it's a good story. So you know how when you turn DTC on, the light comes on, and in a mini in the new F fifty six. I think the light is the same as if it's if it's basically on it says, or if it's completely disengaged. Is that right? That is correct. The DSC off light comes okay. on. <laughs> so, but it's this. Isn't it the same light? Yep, it's the same light for DSC and DTC. So you can't actually visually tell. Nope. You can't tell there's a difference. But okay. so funny story. Yeah, go ahead. We'll go ahead. I was going to say that the light comes on in your tachometer that says traction. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the okay. tack will so, differentiate. Yeah, right. All right, so funny story. So in some BMW products, that doesn't happen. Some BMW products, like my 1M, for instance, it, 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 it's, it's the lights on, whether or not you have everything off or you have in the M cars, it's called MDM mode, which right. is M dynamic mode. Mm -hmm. Same damn thing. Right. Slightly, like different, obviously. Um, in MDM, there is, it's a rear-wheel drive car, and it allows for much greater wheel spin and uh, slip angle, allowing you to drift the car without actually having stability control turn, turned off entirely. Pretty cool feature, right? Mm -hmm. So I love it. Like I, that's like, I, I drive that thing, you know, if I were to drive to the post office, that's how I would drive it. Right. You know, I just drive it everywhere with MDM mode and like my tail out. So I was recently driving the M2, the BMW M2 in Laguna Seca. And I, in my second stint, I hop in this car and I notice, oh great. MDM mode's already on, the yellow light's on. That's great. It's already set for me. 
I'm just going to go for it. I already had put, you know, like 20 laps on another M2 half hour before. So I'm like, I know this car, I know this track. I'm just going to go. I'm going to push hard and see where MDM mode comes into play. You know where it comes into play? So, when, when you're facing the opposite direction. It's. <laughs> I'm guessing that's, what, uh, that's where the story is going to end up here is Gabe. No. <laughs> no, no, it actually doesn't. Okay. So, so I'm I push the car. I I, I decide like I'm pushing and pushing. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna push it. Well, let me go down the the corkscrew. You know that that right. turn on Laguna Seca that is like six stories tall. Been there, driven uh, it. Where yep. people died. A, a, a McLaren P1 almost crashed there last week, and it's it's a pretty wild you know corner. So I'm like, I go up and then I go down and I push this effing thing. And I'll be damned if the I got that thing so sideways. Uh oh. Oh and then no! Him. And then that was it. We Other lost. Way. Wait, 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 Gabe. We uh, last thing we heard was you got the thing so sideways that <laughs> that what? That I was perpendicular to the track. <laughs> so you, did, you didn't make it facing. I have the... it. On, I have it on video. I have this on video, and you can see, and it's facing me. You can see the other side of the track. You can see the front of the track, and it's facing me. That's how sideways I was. And so I, I caught it. I actually opposite locked the thing. It wasn't pretty, but I caught this mother effer, and I got it s- straightened up. And after I, like, shook it off, I was fine. <laughs> Come to find out, the guy before me it turned didn't have MDM mode on. He had the entire system turned off. right. And and therein lies my problem. They don't adequately warn you or tell you. There's not a very dramatic difference in, dude, your entire electronic nanny system has been turned off. Right. You have ultimate control over this vehicle. You need to be aware of that. Well, what I find interesting is every single time I get in the car, I have to accept the fact that there's a screen in my car. Yeah. What I What they should be doing when I turn that thing off entirely that's where I should have to accept something. I it is. In the, in the mini, it is. The mini tells you there's two different warnings. When you turn the DSC on, a big thing comes up, says you have to say okay to this. You're turning traction control on. We're letting you know. Okay? And that is a push right. down on the push down on the knob and say okay. If you turn DSC completely off, which if you hold the button and it goes off, it gives right. you a completely right. different paragraph of information that says your traction control system. Really? Yeah, it says it's completely off. Whether you have just the connected system or if you have the connected okay, XL system. Good. That, it, it needs it. BMW it, needs it. That's the problem. Yeah, like, Mini Mini does like, that and has done that since uh, the F generation. Um, our Cooper does that when I turn uh, uh, DSC that off. That makes sense. Because, I mean, it's a pretty dramatic thing. If you look at if you look at um, yeah, there's I think if you look at the Bimmer file Instagram, you'll you'll see a, a time lapse of, of me funny. doing some pretty wicked, well, <laughs> nasty stuff. And here's the other M2. Here's the other thing that uh, in the mini that it does when you if you're in a manual transmission car and you turn DSC off completely, which means holding the button down for like five seconds until it says DSC off, mm-hmm. that disables rev matching on the manual transmission, and you can do it yourself. Right, right. Which is a damn shame, by the way, because rev matching is a joy. Um. It, you mean that it's absolute that you think you should do it yourself, or you think the car should do it? No, I do it myself. I have a, I have cars. I do it myself. I've done it myself for twenty years. I got I used love to- having reputation. I love it. Yeah, I think I've gotten used to it. Letting the car do it, it does a much better job than I do. Like nine times out of ten, I get it. Mm-hmm. And it's that one time where you or you might miss it by just a little bit. Well, but it's perfect. The car is it's perfect, perfect every time. 
And yeah. uh, it's, and let's be honest. Here, here's the problem with with minis. Most most minis, JCW is a little bit different because the throttle mapping's better. But with the new F series, and, and I love the F series typically. But the engine, the 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 flywheel, and the the quickness to rev, it, it's it's a sluggish drivetrain. So it takes longer to rev. It doesn't rev as quick. And so when I want to match revs. It's not as easy. It's not as a. It's no. not as fluid no. for a driver to match routes no. as it is an engine. And on top of that, the heel to toe sort of the position of the oh. really an ideal car for for rev matching. I do it. It still works, but it's not like the F fifty. I'm sorry, the R fifty three was a little better. I'd say the R fifty six was probably the best because that engine had a much quicker, like much much higher ability to rev quicker. Yeah, well, I, I think my GP does. In the two-liter, the, the yeah. Cooper's easier to, to, to rev match. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not too bad. Well, let's move on, Gabe, to one more thing. I'm going to let you talk about the Clubman, and then we're going to take a, a sponsor break. So tell us, you've had this for about three months now, right? Yeah, so it's so got it in, uh, I got it on the coldest day of the year. Uh, and it was, uh, so, that, I mean, that was kind of a downer, but, and of course, in dead of winter, but this year for the first time, Mini was was gracious enough to fit the car with all-season tires. There you go. So, I am finally driving a car that isn't completely insane to drive in the winter in Chicago. Um, and, and just one more quick, quick thought on the tires. Um, all-season tires suck. Yeah. And... I would highly recommend winter tires for anybody who has to drive in in very cold weather because the the all seasons they do not grip at all in cold weather. Um, I agree. In snow, they're they're barely adequate. You well, know? and you so know you know you what go the ex- from a, a summer tire, which is dangerous, to a barely adequate tire to a winter tire, which is just phenomenal. And you, you know, know the, the, the difference is so stark. Automotive journalists, you know what they call them too. They're no seasons, is what they're called. <laughs> that's right. That's, they're, that's they're, fair. They I don't excel in anything. People, though, they're adequate in the summer. In the spring and fall, because people aren't really pushing it. They, they, they work um, me. So I think a lot of people aren't pushing it, regardless of the season, anyways. So DB, you've got all seasons um, in in Arizona. Yeah, the Kumo X to ASXs. Okay, so it's. Oh, I've had that tire. And that's, I mean, it's a it's a little bit more aggressive than your standard Michelin that you get from Sears. Yeah, but he he's also in Arizona. I'm in Arizona. It it's a good all purpose tire for me. It's yeah. quiet and it handles nice. Yeah. Handles the rain. Yeah. So, well, I think the the good thing about those DB is they typically wear a little bit better than than summer oh, yeah, tires. And, My and, um, and they're good for forty thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So the the all seasons though do do wear better, no question. Um, but my big problem is the fact that uh, in in Chicago they they salt roads, which of course destroys cars. It's disgusting. It makes you makes you want to makes you want to just like you know give it all up. Yeah. Give it all up, guys. Yep. It's so frustrating, but. <laughs> The the thing that I've found is that the snow is one thing as far as a danger to winter travel, but the salt they lay down, the salt isn't just a single day, you know, as far as like a snow event. It's there every day of the winter and yep. it is slippery. It's dusty, it's slippery, and it's just, it's impossible for a tire to, to really grip unless it's a snow tire, which is designed to grip in low temperatures. Um, it just makes driving treacherous. And so the problem I have, especially with this new Clubman or even the previous F56 I had, is there's so much torque down low that you're just constantly fighting for grip right. if you're if you're pushing the car at all um, in winter. It's just, it's a struggle. Yep. But, so that said, enough about tires. My Clubman, I love. I mean, 
it is it is probably um it is my favorite mini uh, this is going to sound crazy oh, the, the 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 best experience i've ever had with a mini was the jcw roadster the the r58 yeah we love that was it's it was an incredible car i still wish i would have bought it wasn't the wasn't the road the roadster the 59 and the coupe was the 58 i don't know so like three people will tell me i'm an idiot i can't all i know sorry i can't remember yeah i don't care about the number all i know is that car was awesome yeah it was pretty awesome. yeah it was a great car that car yeah I we all I think if yeah we we're all when it showed up in New Jersey for sale I was like going how could I buy it for like twenty k it was like twenty <laughs> eight like it was ridiculous well that's because oh. Axel and I sat shirtless in that car in like ninety eight <laughs> degree weather in uh, in New Mexico that's why it was so cheap yeah it was amazing it was it was hard to replace those seats but I did <laughs> um, the uh, but in all seriousness that that car was amazing. Fast forward to two thousand sixteen I have a car that's completely different from that Mini and yet. The Clubman, I probably love barely a shade less than that car. I mean, wow. I am I have absolutely just like fallen in love with this thing. It is it's so versatile. Um it it drives fantastic. It's quick enough. It handles it's it's got the same ratio, it's got the same steering. Um it it is it feels great. Uh does it it, it could break a little better, maybe. For most people, I'm sure it's fine, but it could break a little better. It could be a little bit quicker maybe the one thing i've found with this car that's really interesting um is that because it's become bigger now and it's a little bit heavier it's it's about like the countryman it really exposes the inherent weakness of front wheel drive mm -hmm. and so i am i'm at a loss for traction often i feel sort of like the inherent weakness of the distribution there's a lot of things that i'm i'm starting to realize um, would would ultimately point me towards an all wheel drive clubman if I were to buy no! one, which is crazy. I would, <laughs> I would have never expected that. I right. really wouldn't. I would have. I would have. In fact, up uh, like three months ago, before I really got to know this car, I, I was telling people, "Why would you get all wheel drive? Because you're just carrying around extra weight." The reality is, I'm I am literally at the limit of adhesion a lot in this car. You need the traction. And I drive. I I I you know I drive it. I don't drive it hard, but I mean you know I'm fairly like i drive the car and yeah fairly enjoying it your skirt I'm doesn't join the car your shift lover yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> correct so um and yeah i gotta say i think i think the all-wheel drive probably would have been a good addition to this car for me so gabe what is your response and and db said this himself when he first got to see it um when people say it's enormous and these are usually many people who've who've moved up from you know an r50 and r53 and it is enormous if you compare it to an r53 yeah it's quite a bit bigger people say that's yeah. enormous for a for a r53 owner it probably is i i mean i don't i don't i wouldn't question them i think they're right is it enormous in the grand scheme of cars that are sold today no it's insane it's small yeah, I, I don't it's think it's enormous small. as a bad thing i just and i don't think like enormous but it's noticeably larger and i think it's oh yeah it's noticeably larger in the right way that it needs to be larger yeah well yeah. i mean there's no question i think it's i think they basically they looked if you look at the countryman which is almost the same size right. it's it's a tiny bit shorter the countryman's a tiny bit shorter and a tiny bit narrower um, but the countryman's the like four or five inches And then you taller. look at the clubman inside, yeah. and the clubman is miles ahead of the countryman as far as just utility and right, which we're gonna of, like. 
Yeah. yeah, we're not even talking about like the drivetrain. Like just the sheer space inside is so much better. Right. So I, I I agree. It is it is dramatically larger for an R fifty three owner, but for the vast majority of people who are buying cars, it's it's probably much closer to what they need. Well, and I think what what people miss is they should get in and drive it. They should go take it for a test drive and see how comfortable it is and how not big. Um, I think in the in the short amount of time that I've had in the car, uh, it doesn't feel that large. And I think a lot of people are so used to driving their little mini. They know where the corners are. They get into a club and they're like, oh, crap. I don't know where the front bumper is. And so it's intimidating. But once you get used to it, I think it still feels very mini. Yeah, I mean, like any car, you definitely have to feel that car for a while. You have to realize how it's going to react. You have to figure out, you know, how short of a turn radius or tight of a turn radius. I mean, you know, getting in my van to a Mini is completely different because you right. can, you know where that front bumper is. And on the van, you're always kind of like, well, I think I'm going to make it. Maybe I'll just hit it just a little bit, but we'll see, you know, so. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the front bumper, I'm, I think I need to start a pool in how long it's going to take for me to uh, destroy some part of the JCW bumper on my car. One, because it's so low. Two, because it sticks out so stinking far in the front. I was going to say, do you uh, do you pull up too, uh, too far to those uh, parking blocks? Oh, not anymore. Now I'm like three feet away. <laughs> yeah, you're way back. <laughs> yeah, so Todd, I, I'll say this. I, um, I, was, I was recently cleaning out some, some stuff from an old storage space, and I came across um, some black flaps. And I was looking at these, and I realized what they were. They were the black arrow flaps to the old JCW accessory kit for the R56. Yeah. That thing was so low and those flaps are so low that I would go through, yeah. I would literally rip those off. In and, the front bumper? You know, yes. Oh, yeah. I would rip those off probably one a month. And so yeah, I, we, and they were they're cheap. They're like six bucks a piece or something stupid. And so I would literally buy them five at a time, six at a time from my <laughs> dealer down the street. And just, I just had a stack of them. I just pop new ones on every month or so. Well, the ones on my yeah. GP are so low that right now they don't look so much like hard plastic anymore as they, they look like those dangling strings in the car wash, you know, that you go through from the brush car they were, they were much different on the GP, but yeah, those Gen 2 ones, they they're were really so low. crazy low that... You know, when they just got ripped off a customer's car, I'd just be like, look, we're just going to take these off. You're not even going to notice the difference. And they'd be no. like, okay. Yeah. You know, we don't even yeah, replace them. Yeah, but Chad, at, at 100, 145 miles an hour. You might. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> in, in the city, you know, nobody's doing that, really, in all reality. But, you know, I, I did know, have I a was, question. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. For, for Gabe, with, the, with the, uh, the new Clubman, are you feeling any type of, you know, obviously it's a little bit winter, so you may not get to that threshold yet. But do you feel like it needs any little more rotation or a rear sway bar or something like that in this car as yes. far as the handling package? No, I, I, I really do. And so that I, it's a good point. So I have um, about two weeks ago, I swapped out the tires for the summer tires um, for the uh, for the NM engineering 18-inch wheels that right. I had on the uh, F56. And so now I've started to push and, and the traction is there so I can actually start to feel the chassis working beneath me. And yeah, it's a little bit more neutral than I thought, but it does not rotate as as quick as I would want if I was really pushing it. You know, if if, if this is my car and I bought it, I right. think that's that was what I was thinking about the other day. That was probably the only suspension change I would I would make. I think which, you which, need, well, I would say the car needs to be lowered about an inch. 
Um, well, so you say that and we're talking somebody, about I, like somebody also asked like that question over Freya, so then yeah. hard more low. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I agree. Lower agree. always looks nice, especially in a wagon. I mean, a, a low wagon. Yes. Oh God, it, totally in love. But I, know, I, I walk out. I walk out to it every day to my uh, my garage, and I think of what Pontiac used to do in the '80s for their press for their uh, photography. They would put 500 pounds of lead <laughs> distributed. I'm not joking. This is what they would do around the car. And that's how they would lower it for for photography. Oh, and so I would think, like, God, if I, I, only, I only had, like, 500 pounds of lead to, to sprinkle around the car. <laughs> you know road trip to <laughs> Bells. and good in photos. It sells the car. But uh, road one trip of the to things Bells I was going to let you know is there obviously are some sway bars going to be coming to market soon. We've been actually a, a customer of mine has been asking about these type of things. But in doing some research for him, the M line for the and I may get this completely wrong, the F fifty no, F forty six, F forty seven, and F forty eight BMWs, uh one of those uh, the last one I think is an mm-hmm. X one. Those mm-hmm. sway bars are a direct fit to the Clubman. Ooh. Really? Yes. So you might be able to get for 170 bucks for a sway bar mm-hmm. and then a couple of bushings, you may be able to buy the M sway bars for those other cars M and sport. put those mm-hmm. on the Clubman and get that little bit more rotation until somebody comes out with a 22 millimeter, you know, mm-hmm. equivalent type sway bar. That's type really thing. interesting. That's so that good, was something that's a that I was really good idea. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a white roof radio exclusive here. So. <laughs> So that's a good idea. So Chad, I guess my question would be, I mean, number one, what's the, you know, what's the size of those sway bars? And that, um, what's nobody the can tell me yet. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'd have to put a micrometer to them and figure it yeah. out, but you it's know, probably going to be guess, one of those uh, things that's like you get a 16 on the car and it's going to be like a 17 or an 18 yeah. because of the M line type of thing. So it's going to be just a little bit more to, to make it handle just a little bit better type of thing. And it may be perfect for just that person that wants to give it just a little bit more, but not mm-hmm. really track the car or the person that's like, you know what, this is my autocross car as well as my family car. I want that little bit extra. So it could be that middle ground. Well, it's, it, yeah, I think it's a really good point. I think that the my my car, my my club, and as as Todd knows, it was one of the press cars at the launch, and there was a um, I, had a I had a choice between either a a car with the um, dynamic suspension, which you can obviously switch to sport to comfort, etc., um, and that was an automatic or a manual with the stock suspension. Yeah. And I, I got a manual with the stock suspension, which, which I'm happy about. Um, but that said, the stock suspension is the stock suspension. So, you know, it's, it's, it's more comfort oriented. I think, I think my take is it actually kind of suits the clubman pretty well, but there's two problems with the one I already mentioned and the one that you alluded to, which is to say it doesn't rotate as well as I'd like. Um, and then the second, it it really doesn't have enough control body control at high speed over pavement that's not perfect um which you'd expect you know it's it's, it's built for comfort it doesn't quite have that ultimate control but right. it's it's probably the worst mini i've ever felt at that exact moment um keep in mind i'm pushing the car i know what it's doing underneath me i'm very like i'm also demanding i think most people wouldn't wouldn't even notice it. But it's a little but, terrifying at 70 miles an hour when you go airborne uh, and you have no control. I mean, I wouldn't say it's terrifying. <laughs> I think it's just, 
I think it's just that you know, having driven a lot of cars, right? It, there's a clear, there's a clear trade-off that they made. They, 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 there's a clear moment where they're like, we're doing this, we're doing this move or the sort of like this setting to yeah, right. create a car that's that's sort of great all around. The reality is, it's 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 the single best many I've ever had for my daily life. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And I can't, so, yeah. I mean, how can you fault it? I just, but I do think that there's that, um, there's that one thing. I would love the car to be lower at the same time, but, you know, we, we were just talking about replacing, like, you know, underbody panels. I mean, right. if this is your daily car, would you, from the factory, want it any lower? I don't think so. I think, to your point, though, I probably, if I bought this car, I probably would lower it. Well, I'll tell you after uh, after I drive around on my uh, JCW Pro suspension for a while, because I have a feeling once winter comes, and the thing I love about it is it's adjustable, I'll probably mm -hmm. raise it a bit. Yeah. So can well, you was... raise it, or can you just change the, the spring rate? No, I can totally raise it's, it. Yeah, it's going to be like a coilover system. Yep, you actually a... just physically raise the car. Yep, it's a but full coilover. things with your suspension, Gabe, is it's kind of interesting, you know, having those two different options with the car, um, in somebody like our area where it's a upper Midwest type feel, you were going to have a, a harder road system mm -hmm. that is not going to be the same as somebody like DB that would get this exact same suspension that would, yes, still be the same floaty, but not have that uneven pavement feel. Right. So, you know, mm -hmm. three quarter, you know, three quarters of the country is going to feel fine where a quarter of the country is going to be like, okay, I wish it was just a little bit better. Whereas your other option of the adjustable suspension car, there's more things to go wrong, more expense. Oh, yeah. You know, especially in our yeah. area where all of a sudden you've bent one of a really expensive, you know, fancy coilover, <laughs> your your replacement cost is going to be huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Good point. That's, Those are all things to think about point. when buying a car. Well, Gabe, I'm sure we'll talk uh, later about that. I'm going to let DB throw in another sponsor spot, and then we're going to talk about some tech on the new F generation because now I've had time with both my 14 and now my 16. Gabe, you've had quite a bit of time with the new technology. So that's coming up right after DB tells us about... CravenSpeed.com. We love these guys. You guys love them, too. That's our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com, you guys know them. They make all the, <laughs> the impossibly cool things out of unobtainium and carbon fiber, right? The FlexPod adapter, the F56 intake. Um, if you have still an R53 and you need a, you want to do a pulley, you're going to get a Craven pulley. The Platypus license plate mount, all these different things, plus a whole lot more over at Cravenspeed.com. Don't forget, when you're there, to sign up for the email newsletter. It's super simple. It's at the bottom of the page. That way, anytime they add something new to the site, you get updated. They send you a nice email. It's like, hey, we added something new to the site. Come check it out. It's really cool. Um, and you should buy their things. Even if you don't buy from Craven Speed, you could go over to Detroit Tune, for example, and buy Craven Speed stuff. That's pretty rad. Or Punch Up Whalen or Helix or even OutMotoring.com. And you can get stuff from CravenSpeed.com. Super duper awesome. Uh, you guys know one of my favorite pieces still is the FlexPod adapter. And they make ones for the super giant phones. Like I've got, you know, I've got the big iPhone 6S Plus. And the, they make one. And it's made of plastic and it broke. And you know what happened? I, I just emailed Kellen. I said, hey, Kellen, my thing broke. My, you know, my FlexPod adapter broke. You know what he did? Put a new one in a box. Sent it to me for nothing. And you know why he did that? Not because it's me. Because that's the way they roll over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, check them out. Uh, and if you do place an order, this is the best part. Make sure you mention White Roof Radio in the comment section there. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, being our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. Boom. That's, 
Gentlemen, carry on. Boom. Well, okay. So last sitting here listening. When you need me, just just say something because I'm looking at my phone. Okay. Well, so last week, um, this uh, there was an article floating around. In fact, it was for those of you uh, people, the older generation who still use Twitter. Um, Mini USA tweeted out a link to an article, and the title of the article was "Everything We Thought About Millennials Not Buying Cars Was Wrong." Okay, and it was an all happy, you know, feel good that millennials really are buying cars, which bodes well for the industry in general. Okay, and Minnie was excited about this. Okay, and it was an article that gave statistics and yada, yada, yada. At the very end of the article, the conclusion was, and I'm going to read this, the auto industry is pleased the millennials are coming around on car buying. But of course, there's a twist. Millennials are more digitally dis- demanding than previous generations. Baby boomers were fine with a radio. Millennials want full smartphone functionality. And now that they're finally the good customers for the car business, expect to see the industry go out of its way to meet their needs. Okay, this is basically talking about technology and cars. We really have to target a digital generation. Which brings me to Mini and the uh, uh, technology in the cars. Every new Mini comes standard with a 6.5-inch screen and Mini connected, and your choice to upgrade it to the navigation and XL screen, which, Gabe, I think you have, right? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I have one of each of these cars in my garage. We've got a 2014 F56 Cooper with the full nav screen, and I've got my new 2016, which has the basic Mini connected screen. And my point after using this for a couple of years and living with this for a couple of weeks on an everyday basis is that if horrible and awful got together and had a baby they would name it mini connected because (laughs) it is completely useless in my opinion Hmm. I, I, I i don't think there is one thing that is useful about mini connected have you found it mr bridger well, with I, I have. I have. have connected to bring along the stereo Bluetooth. Okay, not anymore. Um, now I have what's called the media package in the uh-huh. car, which gives me Bluetooth audio streaming. Okay, so you no longer need to buy the full mini connected package mm-hmm. to get that. So that is a moot point. Thank God, by the way. Yeah. That finally came. Well, it's actually not standard. It needs to be standard. No, it's a $750 option for the media package, and I'm using air quotes. That's what they call it. It's insane to me that they don't allow Bluetooth streaming as standard, but whatever. So I'll say this. But it includes Um, the armrest, by the way. The $750 includes the armrest, so you're getting something for it. So I'll say this. So I think the one thing... So yeah, so do I find it valuable? Yes. Do I use Mini Connected? Yes, I do. Here's how I use it. I send... (laughs) <laughs> addresses from my phone to my nav all v- the time v- every other day you use so you use uh the journey mate uh app right all the time okay because i personally do not like to have navigation on my phone in my car speaking to me because i feel that is a distraction i get that uh, but- and i would and i think it's safer to simply use the car system <clears throat> Um, if I need, if a traffic is, if I'm on a three-hour trip, two-hour trip from Milwaukee to Chicago, traffic is a, just a joke, and I need to know constant updates, I will have I will have ways running on top of my nav system. So, but I like to, I like to, so that's one way I use it. Um, on top of that, like, you know, it is, it allows me to, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, listen to. Oh no, actually no. That's all it does. No, it, that's yeah, all, that's all it does. That's yeah, all it does. that's all it does. And if you don't have, that's all it does. if like like for me, for example, I just have the basic. That's all I can think of. I have the basic mini connected setup in my new JCW. Right. I don't have the full. which. Which, by the way, like, like that is a small screen. It's six and a half versus eight inches. Okay, it's <laughs> a small screen. Yeah, it's it's much smaller, but it's not as small. It's not the smallest. I mean, it's not terrible. It's well, it's, it's a screen. It's a screen. <laughs> what are you looking at? Here's my point to it, though, is that with the with the basic uh, functionality of Mini Connected, and this is without the uh, navigation system. There is nothing about that that is worthwhile because everything that they tout as, oh, this does this, they're all audio apps, okay? And let's, I'm just going to use for an example how this works, is you have to launch Mini Connected on your phone, you have to be plugged in via USB for it to work, and it, you go into Mini Connected. Not anymore. Uh, so if I, if I want to use Pandora, for instance, I just plug my phone in. And it just shows up. I mean, I've been running 9.3 in beta for a while, but that's right. how it works on 9.3. But what I'm saying, Gabe, is that you don't have to. Like, if you have Bluetooth stream... So so let me just finish this. If you're going through Mini Connected, okay, and you want to listen to Pandora, for example, oh, yeah, you, go to, you go to more apps, and then it basically sends you out of the Mini Connected app on your phone to the Pandora app. Well, that's, a, that's an extra step that is unnecessary. Like you just said, you just start Pandora on your phone, plug it in, and it starts playing. Okay, that's how it uh, should. So work. the yeah yeah, you it's should, actually not. You should actually not that way. What's that, DB? <laughs> Go ahead, DB. You shouldn't have to plug your phone into the car. No, you don't have to. If you have Bluetooth streaming, it would work the same way. If it's hooked up, my car automatically hooks up Bluetooth, and whatever is playing on my phone will play through. Okay, so let's say I'm listening to anything from Amazon Music to Pandora to. Uh, Spotify. And you, so, and you can control it, and you can see the song on your dash. Right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So the only right, thing you right. don't get, if it's not plug, if you're just doing Bluetooth, I don't get the uh, album art. Okay, that only comes when it's plugged in. I, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. At least I don't. Oh, I thought you did. Really? Maybe, maybe you do. Uh, but my whole point is, if you've got Bluetooth, no, if you've got Bluetooth audio streaming there. Mini Connected is completely useless for all of those apps because it's making you do an extra mm -hmm. step to get to the apps. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if we're going to call a space, I mean, so Mini Connected was an answer to a technology question that, that was, was asked was in 2010. No, I'm afraid it was never asked. <laughs> Not by me. No, no. It, was, it, was, it was asked. It was, I mean, it was basically like, how do we allow this functionality in this car because we can't actually condone it being used in the phone like we can't right, right. you know it's like we have to have some automotive grade interface because like otherwise it's just not safe and we have to do our part to make it safe so the reality is it's actually probably safer to use your phone to some degree than to go through this bit you know just insane interface to make it all work because you're still touching i think the so key thing for me the key thing for me is that if you had an actual piece of functionality that was worth using, you would go through an interface to make it work. Like if there was a function, if there was a killer app, if you will, within Mini Connected that was worthwhile, we'd all be using it. Right. And it there's it, not. No. There's nothing. It doesn't exist. Everything that's listed. The only killer app to me is literally being able to send an address from my phone to my my car, which 
as we all know, is probably the simplest thing we'd want (laughs) for it to actually do. Right. And that's only good if you have the navigation system. If you have just the basic mini connected system, there is, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, nothing good for it. Now, I I take that back because let's say you're a a GoPro addict and you like to put your GoPro out on your car and it's got Wi-Fi. There is GoPro is built in to where you can then you don't have to look at your phone like DB. Remember when that's actually an awesome application for it it is an awesome application because then the 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 gopro image shows up on your screen on your dash rather than your phone but that'd be great like db said you know when you've got the phone if it's got a mount that works you've got the craven speed flex spot adapter for example yeah that would work too so i i would say for people that are shooting video with the gopro it's a pretty cool app for there, I haven't tried it yet. I I plan on on trying that That's to awesome. do to do some review stuff, and I will talk about how it works. But um, glimpse, no. Maybe when we do long trips, or if you're doing mini takes estates and people want to follow you, it might be cool. I'm never going to use it on a day to day basis. So so here here's the deal, guys. Mini connected is the feature phone of the automotive world. It's it just it just is. I mean, I'm I'm gonna just feature say phone. it. I've yeah. never said that before, but it's the feature phone. Yeah. It's the little candy bar phone that yeah. Nokia made. It's the flip like, phone. You know, two years before CarPlay came out. Two years so, before but, CarPlay. So I'm gonna use, I'm gonna segue. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna think about that. This analogy is actually really good. Okay, let's hear. And I'm like sorry to pat myself on the back, but <laughs> what what they did is they actually built apps for these little phones. Right. And they built them independently in languages that nobody knew or barely anybody cared about. And they were all different for different phones. There were different interfaces. There were pieces of shit. Nobody used them, but they were features and they were bullet bullet points, you know, in a PowerPoint slide presented to the executives. And so that's what Mini Connected ha- has been over the past couple of years. And I think when we when we actually look at it, what's about to come and what's about to happen is that we're about to get into the iPhone period, which is to say we're about to have CarPlay and Android Auto be pervasive in the industry. Right. The problem, the problem with both of those is that this the hardware that a lot of car makers have isn't capable of running that software as good as it should run. I've played with it on a lot of different systems, and in no scenario except for maybe Volvo, and that's not even perfect. Does that does the does does CarPlay or Android Auto feel as as fluid as it would on your phone? That that's the main issue with it right now. Right. Well, there's a lot of promise. It's just not quite there yet. Yeah, I uh, I'm still dumbfounded by it. I have not got a chance to play with CarPlay yet. But anyway, I think CarPlay. Hopefully, it's like basically leaving the tech to tech companies who know how to build. UI on something like that. We want. Well, the the irony is BMW and Mercedes and these folks have got huge teams that do this. They just do it. Why are they pumping in, out in, crap though? Oh man, this is such a long conversation. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I, and it's I, a long, no, I totally they're, agree. They're behind the curve. Yeah, I totally agree with you. They have a different mindset and a different way of working that is clearly not matching what consumer expectations is. I I work in this industry. And I can not in that industry, but in a broader industry. And I can tell you that they work in a way that is just simply not it, it is simply not able to produce the type of innovation and thinking that we all assume is like par for the course now. Right. And it's sad, you know, because I mean there's really smart people doing really mediocre work because of the 
is sort of the the interfaces and the systems and all sort of the bureaucracy of these devices and these cars and these platforms, it, it gets in their way. And I, I mean, I, I think the folks in BMW who are doing this work and working on, um, you know, Mini Connected, they're not idiots. They're pretty smart. I've met them. Right. And they are very aware of what we're talking about. And it probably infuriates them to not be able to create something from scratch that actually answers our questions, well, you know, answers I don't, our needs. I don't even care that, I mean, the, the fact that there's nothing useful, and I can't think of a person that would find, with the exception of your, your one-point gay, but be able to send an address to your nav, I can't think of anybody I know or any theoretical concept of a person, mm-hmm. a construct, <laughs> that mm-hmm. would find anything useful about this. And that, that makes I me, think you're probably right. That makes me really sad because it, it makes a really lovely car, which the new Mini is a fantastic uh, a piece of machinery. But, don't you, but, it, but, it just but ma- that big screen, it, it works. Like I use the nav, it works great. I have a big screen. It lets me do stuff on my screen. I you think know, like it makes. Not, I don't need Mini Connected to make you know that whole system where it works really well in my mind. Yeah, for me, it's it shows pretty pictures of the album covers of the music I'm listening to. That's it. I mean, I mean, I, I use my nav like like incessantly, like yeah. all the time. I know so, where I'm I mean, going, I, so I don't. So. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I see what you're saying, and there is a feature in Mini Connected that we have not addressed yet called Streetwise that makes no sense to anyone. I've asked people at Mini what it is, and they're like, "Well, isn't it kind of like Nav?" <laughs> it was like, "I'm asking you the question, not the other way around." We're gonna delve into that deeper. I think we need to do a whole nother show on tech. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I think we do. Yeah, we've uh, we've gone, we've talked about the we've technology. gone long. Yep, we've <laughs> well, we've talked about technology stuff before in the past as well. We're going to start a whole new show about nothing but tech, so I think it's about time. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. A well, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Oh, no, DB doesn't know. We've already we've already bought the URL. Don't worry. <laughs> I already own it. <sighs> anyway, what else do we have? That's it. We're we're done. All right. Yeah, I, think we're, I think we're spent. Put a, put a it, it's been a pleasure, by the way, guys. It's it's a it's an absolute pleasure to to have uh, uh, some time on the show again. It's you're always welcome. It, I know I appreciate that, but I mean I I mean this is a this is good quality conversation, and I and I I miss it more when I'm back on. I realize how good it is. So well, Gabe, next time next time you're in the city, next time you're in Kansas City, just ring me up. Uh, you have to come drive this car. I, I would love to. I've been driven the pro suspension, the JCW pro suspension. With I the manual it, transmission. Just imagine. It's phenomenal. It's got to be amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. And Gabe, with our new recording night, hopefully maybe you can make it a little bit more often than not since we switched to Tuesdays from Thursdays. Yeah. To, actually, I, I should be able to. That 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 will uh, that will open up new possibilities. That's awesome. Very good. New possibilities is my uh, is my personal um, <laughs> uh, mantra for 2016. It's his new, it's his new band name for 2016. <laughs> new possibilities. Yes, I like it. Show title right there. <laughs> uh, and of course, don't forget our man Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Go check him out. Lots of cool stuff available over at the DetroitTune.com website. Plus, you know, if you're within three or four hour drive of Chad of the shop, you're using Chad for all your maintenance and stuff anyway, right? Go over there, hang out, have a day. It's awesome. It's like going purse shopping when you're a woman. But, dudes, we go hang out at Detroit Tuned. Right. I will definitely tell you that there has been at least five people in the last uh, month, because we're only halfway-ish through this month, that we've saved at least uh, 
five or six people, you know, three hundred dollars a piece because they were like, "Well, I think it's this." I'm like, "Nope, it's definitely this." And nice. simple things like uh, it's just a blower. Don't replace your whole power steering pump or you know, okay. you know, type of thing. So uh, we've Detroit. definitely been helping quite a few White Roof Radio listeners lately. Detroit Tune for the win. Go over there, check them out. DetroitTune.com. Thanks so much. And uh, MotoringStipes.com. Don't forget about them, or Todd, rather. Uh, for all of your MTTS decal needs, go over there, get them now while they're hot, while you can still get them. Because Todd's just going to stop making them at one point. I was going, nope, that's it. <laughs> so, to Todd, really quickly, one last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, my children have discovered motoring badges. Oh, nice! They, they're like literally they they have them all. I have like a hundred of them, and they they're 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 trading them. They're putting them on everything. I've got the I, the badges are everywhere. That is so right. it's You'll that's metal. Send me some uh, some yep. custom artwork for each of them. We can make them their own badge. <laughs> oh, nice! Uh, there you go. Yeah. All right, done and done. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I want to do a I want to do a public thank you to Todd for helping my son realize his dreams and maybe maybe my dreams a little bit <laughs> of producing a Pinewood Derby car replica of a Porsche 917. Nice. Uh, which, by the way, in full golf livery. Yeah. Full golf livery, and it won the Pinewood Derby. Nicely so. done. Yeah, I uh, I'll uh, I'll send the I'll send the video over to you guys. I saw it's, it on Instagram. I saw that it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it, oh, that's where it's it is. It's Instagram. I'll have, go, I'll have to go look for it, kid. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's it's good times. That sounds awesome. My pleasure. Nicely done. All right. Well, anyway, this is a part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound, and then I say. Questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Cheers.